Welcome to another episode of Hustle Like You Broke. Matthew Walt here with my usual cohorts, Christine Dallas. How's lovely Miami, Florida today? Fabulous. Mangoes are growing, the avocados are coming in. It's beautiful weather down here. Amazing. Chris and Kyle, the champagne and caviar of the audio industry, joining us as well. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's going on? Good evening. Good evening, indeed. Recording a little later today, I will say. So, Kyle, I assume your crunch berries are a thing of the past? Oh, no, I had evening berries. So, <laughs> you got to keep the crunch flowing. If it don't crunch, it ain't me. Fantastic. Always good to hear about your crunch berries. Well, today we are very excited and very fortunate to have a gentleman who's been in this business going on 20 years now. He is the co-founder and president of Gallagher Staging and Productions. Uh, And Gallagher Staging has five locations now, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Nashville, and Florida. So booming business, at least it was. And we uh, will hear all about that in just a minute. Thank you for being with us, Joey. Appreciate your time and uh, look forward to hearing what you have to say. Good afternoon. Thank you for that. Um, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Excellent. And Joey, you are one of those people who has been around this business for all your life. As, as I understand it, your father was uh, a partner in accurate staging for a number of years, Uh, perhaps uh, even before that. I I don't really know. I look forward to hearing it from you. But tell us us what it was like to grow up in this business. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's an exciting business. It's why I decided to choose it for um, a career path. Um, As a kid, my dad was managing bands and, um, you know, mid-level to small, you know, small show band. And that was fun. I was always around music. Uh, I was always backstage and you know, I was the kid that wasn't supposed to be in the venue because he was under 21, but because my dad was running things, I was, I was, uh, I was in, I had the, the right wristband, so to speak. <laughs> well, very fortunate indeed. And you actually did get your start long before Gallagher staging. How long has Gallagher been a company? So we've been around for about nine years. So I have no idea how old you are and you don't have to tell us, but I assume you have a good bit of history that precedes Gallagher. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. And I don't mind. I'm 39 going on 40 this year. Congratulations. Kind of excited about 40. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So, um, grew up in a business. Um, my father, you know, he worked his way out of working directly with bands that were trying to make it in the scene to then uh, he became a technician. So I'd come out on certain jobs with him every now and then um, when it was time for him to spend uh, a little one-on-one. And uh, it was good. I, you know, I kind of learned everything. And he went out and did some touring, started working for All Access. Um, I was always involved in what he was doing at All Access. And then he decided to go off and do his own thing. Meanwhile, I was also um, creating businesses. Um, It's always been a passion of mine to create new things, um, focus on safety. And 
the first business I started was uh, building cellular towers in the cellular industry and monetizing um, that, optimizing, I should say, opt- optimizing cell sites, <laughs> you know, anything from 60 feet to 150 feet in the air. Wow. Okay. I, I'm sure that uh, taught you a lot about the, the stage construction business, rigging and what have you. Yes, absolutely. You know, OSHA regulations, um, how to work boom lifts, um, crane work, as well as climbing and, uh, you know, obviously safety protocols. So when I decided to join up and go work with my father at the company, he started with two other partners. Um, that transition was, was really easy because I'd already been running crews as well. And it kind of just fell into place. And I knew that this industry was where I wanted to be the, you know, the rest of my life. Very cool. Very cool. So most of us know Gallagher then primarily as a staging and a set fabrication company, but, but you do offer a host of services and, and you obviously have a lot of knowledge about a lot of different areas of the business. Tell us a little more about what Gallagher does. So, yeah, I mean, essentially, you know, the, the main reason that I decided to start Gallagher and my father left um, his other partners and joined me, um, we did this together, you know, father and son duo. Um, we didn't want to be back held back creatively. Um, we wanted to go after more, whether it's opening new facilities, designing new products, um, offering different services that a typical staging company wouldn't provide. You know, we, we wanted to better serve our clients. And I, I think the most exciting thing for me is, is being like an entrepreneur and being able to come up with new products, as well as if a client calls and he says, hey, you know, I need um, a soft good that, you know, is translucent and can uh, fade away. How, how, can I, how can I do that? Well, rather than me picking up the phone and calling around and, and uh, hiring someone to do that, I'd rather figure out how we can do it in-house and, you know, not that other companies out there aren't, you know, amazing at what they do. It's, it's always better to be kind of a one-stop shop. And that's why our manufacturing company caters so well to our rental company. You know, all our rental equipment is manufactured in-house. And so if a client calls for something and, you know, they don't have a great budget, we mix rental with fabrication and it seems to work out really really well very cool that's uh that makes a lot of sense and um i love the entrepreneurial spirit and i love uh the way you're talking uh talking like a hustler which is very much the theme of our podcast now i do want to hear more about the other things that you've been doing recently since this whole coronacation took shape, although as I understand it, it has not been much of a vacation for you. I'm very glad to hear. But but before we get to that, it is now the end of April. And, you know, we've been at this podcast for only a couple of weeks now, and we started up in the between weeks of Coachella. And I'm sorry to even say that name if it makes you cringe a little bit, but I understand you actually had more than a couple of projects scheduled for Coachella this year. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, it was a big one for us. 
um, especially in the month of April, it was the biggest. You know, we're we're used to doing multiple projects per day, you know, small to large. You know, and there, there's typically a lot smaller jobs consistently, but for Coachella, it's a combination of both. You know, we're working with I think before this got put on pause, as I like to say, we were working with 27 or 28 artists um, creating and building um, sets for them for their performances, and you know, that's one task that is obviously a challenge, but the biggest challenge is prepping the main roof, you know, for the main stage, um, multiple different systems on site. And it's something we gear up for many months before loading. That's a, that's a massive number, 27, 28, not counting the main roof and whatever else. Um, yikes. I, I, I don't even know what to say to that. I, I was working with six and, and my business was devastated by the loss. Um, but I love that you said pause. I, I got to ask you before we move on, what's your gut? Does it happen in October? You know, I, I change my opinion every day and sometimes every hour. Uh, I, I think that there's so many unknowns that I think we'd be foolish at this. If you would ask me two or three weeks ago, I'd say absolutely it's happening for sure. Um, but my opinion changes on that every day. And I think it would be foolish for me to answer that question. I, <laughs> I think that we're going to have to take this day by day, um, just like how we're going to reopen our industry. Um, but I do, see, I do see a light at the end of the tunnel. We will get back to work. Um, and it, it's just a matter of when we just, we also have to change the way we think and we have to be prepared and ready to protect our crews and our fans. I think that was a perfect response. And uh, frankly, it was a bit of a loaded and perhaps trick question. So I think you handled it perfectly. And, and I especially loved what you said at the end about changing the way we think. I certainly want to hear more about that. Um, but before we get into that, as I understand it, and you told me only very briefly, you've actually been extremely busy lately, and I really want to hear more about that. I, I want to hear especially about the entertainment industry response that you've been involved with. Um, EIR dot team is the website for anyone that wants to check it out. And, and I think it sounds pretty amazing. Tell us a little bit about what that is, what you're working on there and, and whatever else you have going on these days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about that. Um, so, you know, what we do as an industry is pretty phenomenal. And, you know, I, by the way, thank you for putting this podcast on. It's pretty amazing work try to get the word out about um, our industry and the community that we live in every day. So, you know, bravo to that. Um, the entertainment industry response was essentially formed by five separate companies, um, some competitors, some clients. Um, we, you know, we've all worked together. Um, as you know, in our industry, competitors rent from each other and help each other out in times of need. And that's really what our industry has been about for years. Um, 
I was calling around and trying to get groups together in different areas of the country that could tackle different situations um, on an as-needed basis. And so I spoke with Tamwin Wright of Silent House and her team, and we teamed up and brought in All Access, um, Go For Sight Productions, Joe Lewis Company, and we ramped this up rather quickly. Um, you know, if if we were to invite other vendors outside of this core group immediately, then sometimes it just gets too confusing. Uh, it, it becomes one of those um, too many chefs in the kitchen types of moments. So what we did was, you know, we ramped up immediately, put together the right systems, you know, formed all the proper procedures and really started to focus more on not what we could provide, but how we would provide it, how we would protect the crew, how we would ensure the safety of those on site. We can't go and build a testing site or a temporary hospital like we typically would go and build um, a festival. We have to issue appropriate PPE. We have certain guidelines to follow, but not just follow, create. And that's what EIR has really been focused on, creating new standards, new protocols, so that we can ensure the safety of our customers, the safety of our employees, and also do everything possible to get the industry back to work again. That, that was the goal. I think that's amazing. I was kind of taken aback by your response, to be honest with you, Joey. I think that's uh, very beautiful. I haven't heard someone put it quite as well. The, um, and I think that's what I feel like what we've been lacking is that kind of leadership and that type of uh, ideals. And so that's, that's pretty awesome. Well done, sir. Um, shows that you're fully in it. I guess I was, as I was thinking about you talking, um, in respect of your crews working at this time, have you had to downsize considerably? Has that affected you greatly? Or because you're so busy, you're able to pass that on to your teams? Um, I, w I wish we were busy in a sense of work for our employees. Um, and I think I could speak for most industries. Sorry, <laughs> let, me, let me say that again. Uh, I think I can speak for most companies in our industry as to our, our service that we provide is on such a large scale that there's not enough disaster relief structures or testing sites to put us back to even a 20% workload. Um, that being said, our industry really hasn't made a whole lot of traction in providing the services that we're so um, ready to provide and, and qualified to provide. So for Gallagher, my, my employees, you know, we keep them on salary and there's there's really not a whole lot for them to do other than to design new products and and think outside the box and think about what we can do to to help you know the industry and humanity as a whole right now um unfortunately the only work we have is you know these small little projects that come up for instance we're making face shields right now and that my machine is busier than ever than ever the machine is running, you know, around the clock 24-7, but that only requires three guys. 
wow. we have 180 more employees to keep busy. Wow, that does present I love a problem. That you're so humble. Apologies. I, I want to say I want. I love that you're so humble. You didn't even mention before that you've been making these face shields. Um, all the little things that that go into this response and uh, the way people are handling this pandemic. Kudos to you again for uh, for that. And and please, uh, you know, by all means, don't be so humble. Let us know what else that uh, that you're doing along those lines. I, I'm I'm fascinated. I appreciate that. I'm you know the. the Entertainment industry response, the EIR, um, its its focal point is is to, you know, scream out loud. The industry is here and ready to help, and it's it's not just the initial founders of EIR, but we've brought on thousands of vendors, thousands of crew and production freelancers into our network, and we've been working with the majority of these people for years. And so we've already vetted who is the appropriate vendor or the appropriate production manager to get involved, um, you know, across the nation, sometimes across the globe, because that's what we do as an industry. We work worldwide. So, you know, we're making face shields at Gallagher, but it's pretty amazing what our industry is doing as a whole. You know, and there's also other organizations popping up like the EIR that, because it's, it's really obvious, right? It's like, well, we could do that. This is what we do. You know, we, we provide services and I believe we're more efficient in doing that than any other industry. So it's really cut and dry to us as an industry, but the outside world doesn't really understand how efficient we are in what we do and how professional we are. I can I can name hundreds of companies right now that are making face shields. You know, from upstaging, you know, all access is is building out um, restroom facilities in New Orleans. Uh, so what is making face masks? And you know, we actually teamed up with with Megan Duckett to build a a pretty special product uh, that she's been working on to reduce the wear and tear on uh, medical staffs faces from wearing the typical face shield with the rubber on it. Um, I'm not sure I can share that yet because we haven't really announced it yet, but um, you know, we're being innovative, you know, we're doing what we do. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's, it might seem impressive to others, but to you and to anyone in our industry, it probably isn't. It's because that's what we do day to day. With regards to, um, the say temporary structures have you been asked to has your company been asked to create some temporary structures within some of the areas that don't have enough places to put you know um people who may be sick like temporary like they like they did in japan in china the temporary hospital have you been asked to do any kind of temporary structures so you know we we've been designing multiple systems um, we are working with multiple vendors, collaborating, collaborating with multiple vendors, tent vendors, for instance, to set up temporary hospitals um, or testing facilities. The, the one thing we're finding is that a lot of contractors who have relationships with maybe government officials or state officials are seemingly getting these bids. And 
they're charging astronomical prices. You know, we essentially, you know, right out of the gate, we're trying to just cover costs, you know, cover the cost of our, our employees, co- cover the cost mm-hmm. of the heavy equipment and the trucking. Right. You know, we have the equipment, we have the resources, but the traction just hasn't really gotten there yet. And it, it's a shame. It's a shame to see this happening. So, so they're saying there's a lot of red tape and you have the infrastructure to create these temporary structures, but yet you're not, you're being, your hands are tied. And then they're saying we don't have enough infrastructure to make it, but you guys are ready to rock, ready to rock and roll. Exactly. And, and, and we also, we understand that, look, let's use the convention center. Let's use this existing um, overhead structure, but facilitate with, Everything is re- that's required inside, whether it's you know divider systems, room divider systems, hospital beds, Wi-Fi, power, um, you know the 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 requirements for you know a temporary hospital is they're quite high, mm-hmm. but we have not hit a wall. Like we 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 can do it. Um, we're working with companies in our like for instance Power Trip. Um, I just got off a call with them and they're running some power for a, a temporary facility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of companies in our industry are doing um, small projects, but we're not gaining any traction. Maybe we're doing one, two, three, or four, but we're not doing even close to what's out there. It, it's all being outsourced to these companies that are charging two or three times. Not every time. I, you know, I, I can't mm-hmm. speak to every everything, but what, from what I've seen firsthand, um, you know, why are you going to go and build something? out permanent or you know grab materials that you're just gonna have to throw away after you know it's how do we we're about sustainability right reuse we have these items they're off the shelf they're sitting they're collecting dust let's use what we have on hand for accommodating the issue at hand that's a that's a rough that's a hard pill to swallow considering there's so much needed and we're right you're right there to you know to lend a helping hand and you're not being they're not extending it. Wow. Exactly. I mean, so you know we we know what we do what we do on a daily basis um, as individual vendors and so we're just trying to find a need because we we want to help. We also don't want to go stir crazy because we're used to being really busy. And we want to get our employees to work because, you know, the industry, the uh, entertainment industry was the first affected. Mm -hmm. And we certainly know it's going to be the last to recover. I mean, that's a fact. Right. So everything else is going to open first, you know, and we'll, we'll have a gradual opening and get back to where we were. And I think we'll be better than we ever were, but because there's definitely going to be a need all these people in quarantine just can't wait to go to a show. They can't wait to be surrounded by individuals that have the same passion for an artist that, uh, that we do. So what do you think the new venue will look like? And what part do you think um, Gallagher staging would, would, would be involved in within again, potentially, you know, having not dividers, but you know, are they going to put, do you think they're going to do quadrants to you know, kind of sh- co- keep people at a, at a distance. Would you think any any of those kind of th- situations would be put in, in in place to make the 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 venue more 
a little more safe, a little safer for the patrons? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be, that's a very difficult question to answer. Um, I think that uh, it's going to change venue by venue. Um, you know, definitely reduce capacity to start, I'm assuming. Um, but we also don't know what's going to happen with this disease. You know, it, we, we could transition very quickly um, with a cure. That'd be amazing. Um, or, or maybe we just have to reduce the amount of guests that go into a facility. Uh, screening procedures are definitely um, going to change. And um, the EIR is currently working on that. Uh, I know that the Event Safety Alliance is working on that as well, amongst many other organizations. You know, how do we reopen? You know, what's the plans? You know, what's the procedures? How, how do we ensure that we don't just open and then put ourselves in a worse situation and then have to close up again? I think that that's going to be the most critical step is planning. Joe, you had a question. Like, how how are you guys getting what you can do for the community out to the people who are making the decisions? I just feel like you know, with staging, what you guys do is such an intricate part of what is needed right now. I was just curious. It's like you know, are you guys dealing with you know government officials, state officials to get you know what you guys have put together out there so the people know what you can do and, and in such a short amount of time? You know what I mean? Yeah. So. You know, at first, you know, Gallagher Staging, we were sending out e-blast and, you know, contacting mayor's offices and, you know, reaching out to Army Corps of Engineers and, you know, for about a week. And then we just realized, you know, we really need to team up with, with the industry as a whole. Um, and that's why EIR was created. And, you know, as, as a, a larger organization that can reach out to multiple vendors across the, the country. And, you know, we have a lot of upper level um, connections. You know, we are talking to uh, the governor's office. We are talking to, we've reached out to every governor and mayor's office across the, the nation. We're, we're in talks with FEMA and, um, you know, we're working with disaster relief organizations. So we're, we're going after city-wide, citywide statewide, countrywide. We're all levels. That's what we're doing daily. You know, we're, we've all um, been entered into the SAM system. We are slowly becoming a disaster relief organization ourselves. Um, and the EIR wasn't just created to tackle COVID. You know, we saw a need. You know, there's been, you know, a lot of other groups that have done great things when disaster strikes. In our industry, as you know, um, you know whether it's a touring crew that on their day off goes and and helps someone, or it's you know a bunch of vendors in the industry coming together to load up a cargo plane with supplies. Um, you know, just a bunch of roadies has been doing doing that for many years um, and setting a great example. So you know, this is just another realm of hey, like we as an industry we're going to be more prepared next time. When this hits, we will already have the organizational skills to attack a situation like this. Because um, when it comes to a terrible virus, um, you don't know what you're dealing with because it's constantly you know, changing. And, and also it takes time to figure out what you're dealing with. So, Joey, I, I got two questions for you, and they kind of go in two different directions. So I'll lead, 
I'll leave it to you to kind of tell us which way you want to go with it. Um, the first is I'd love to hear what else you are working on because I know, uh, I, I mean, you've, you've said uh, and illustrated your uh, entrepreneurial spirit here. And, and I know you've got so much more going on. Um, but the other thing is that you alluded to changes in the industry that need to come um, and the work that needs to be done in order to come back stronger and safer and better. So, so I'm curious, um, you know, on both fronts and, and please let us know uh, your thoughts. So um, great question. Um, before I answer that, it, the first thing that came into my head was mental health. Um, it, for one, be, keeping myself busy busy is good for my mental health. And I'd love to touch on mental health of the industry um, after I answer this question. But essentially, I can't sit down and just watch this pass by. I'm not going to sit at home, quarantine myself, and not try to do everything possible to come up with solutions, new products, or even new companies for that matter. And so, for instance, I'm in my office right now, and you know we're we're being very safe. I have a screening um, area at one of my buildings at the very uh, front entrance of our street. Anybody that shows up to do any work, whether it's an outside contractor, uh, a UPS driver, they have to get screened if they're coming into our building. So they show up to the screening site. Uh, they get their temperature checked. Uh, we sign them in. We, you know, we have a few questions, and then they get a wristband for that day, and then they can they can come into the facility. We're also maintaining strict guidelines for distancing, um, room occupancy. You know, no more than you know six people in a certain amount of square footage. So, you know, we're doing that to one protect our employees, but two. Um, I kind of want to lead by example and show people that we can get back to work. We just have to be safe about it. And um, one project and the reason I have some crew members here and technicians is we turned one of our facilities into a live performance streaming facility. So we are inviting DJs to come down. They have to arrive um, in their car alone, they cannot carpool. We're being very strict. They get screened. Um, they are escorted into a green room where they, you know, have a monitor. They can watch the previous D DJ that was on, and then we come and we grab them. Um, after everything's been disinfected, they're able to walk up on stage, do their performance for their audience. Um, eventually, we're gonna start a fundraising platform for that. And, you know, it, it all started because we wanted to be creative. We wanted something to do and we wanted to do good for community. And at the same time, we're showing proof of concept of if you follow guidelines and you maintain the correct protocols for how to run an event, um, how to maybe run an office, you know, how, how do you get back to work and, and maintain the safety of your employees? Well, you know, separated dividers, like you mentioned earlier, there's, we have a front of house that has 
plexiglass divided and no texts are within eight feet from each other. And they're all divided by plexiglass. So we're, we're trying to create a standard here um, and it's something we, we speak about every day at the EIR. You know, how do we get back to work? That's one project that we're working on. So that's kept me um, quite busy. Um, I also um, have another company that happens to be a disinfectant company. So we can service venues and hospitals. You know, we have a medical grade product that I, I believe is the best on the market. And so all of Gallagher's staff is being certified and trained to provide this service because we're ready to, to get back to business. The, the company I own that, that um, is the disinfectant company is called Ready for Doors. I don't even know what to say. I, I'm I'm a little stunned by by your sainthood um, uh, right now. Uh, all of that sounds fascinating, and I love that you really managed to answer both of my questions in terms of what else you are doing separate from the response and in relation to the response and in preparation to improve the industry. All all wrapped into. All wrapped into one question and one response. I think that's fantastic. Um, I, I would like to ask you if there's advice that you have for others. I feel like you've given so much already, but is there anything else that you're perhaps not doing or that is on your mind that you think the rest of us, be it those of us that are in, this, in the industry, those of us who aspire to become in the industry, those who... Um, you know, aspire to go to shows, something that, that you think all of us should be mindful of or thinking about as we move forward? Well, you know, I think that taking care of yourself first is of utmost importance. You know, maintaining a healthy diet during this time, getting enough rest. I have a grin on my face right now because I haven't been getting enough rest. Um, so I'm doing it to myself. I, I'm doing what I'm, I'm telling everybody to get rest and take care of yourself. And I'm sitting here tired. Um, but I will get rest tonight. I promise you guys. Um, we have to maintain our mental health. I think that in, whether that's people in our industry, outside our industry, and, you know, we are all in this together. I know everyone keeps saying that, but it is my favorite term. We are all in this together. And business owners to crew guys to tour managers uh, to management to you know CEOs of large corporations, we are hurting. We you know we we have no work. We are having to deal with, you know, furloughs of our employees that have worked for us for years. You know, some are family to us, you know, and, you know, we've, we've gained, you know, so much respect for, for everybody that works around us. And we're put into a situation to where we just don't have work for them. Imagine you're working your whole life um, or being on tour with you know your six set you know touring crew guys that have been with you for 20 30 years and you have to tell them our tours canceled you know and we're all used to being creative and on the go and now we're just at a standstill 
and that's depressing, right? So we have to fill our time with things that will distract us in the time being. And we have to be honest with ourselves. You know, it's okay to call your buddy and say, hey, I need someone to talk to. You know, right. open communication is key. And, and it, you know, mental health is an issue. You know, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed with. You know, I have down days. I have up days. Mm-hmm. Um, this hit me pretty hard when it happened. Um, and I'm using that negative energy and turning it into a positive energy um, by trying to create solutions. And, you know, everybody has an opportunity to turn this into a positive. Spend more time with loved ones. Um, you know, think about what you want to do to change your career path in the next two, three years. Maybe you don't want to be in the industry. Maybe you've always wanted to open a smoothie stand in Hawaii and surf every day. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I make a joke all the time that I might do that one day. Um, but, you know, I, I think we're missing an opportunity here as well. So, you know, be better to your loved ones, reach out to your friends, reach out to your family. And, you know, we have time and this is weird because we don't normally have time. So take time and turn it into a positive. I think that that's the number one thing that I would try to get across. Joey, that's excellent, excellent advice, man. I mean, I'm, as Matt said, I'm, I'm really touched by your words and your sincerity, man, and your passion. I mean, I'm, I'm really blown away by everything you've been saying. And I mean, I feel like you should be leading our industry, you know, right now with this transition. Um, based on what you were saying about, you know, looking for other solutions with getting, you know, your guys back to work and other people back to work. You mentioned about the DJs and the streaming. I mean, do you see that as a viable option in the future? I mean, that seems like where we're going to be headed, you know, in the future right now until, you know, safe practices or standards and we know what we can do in large arenas. But you mentioned, you know, space at your job right now at your facility to, to, to uh, you know, basically give us the opportunity to do those live streams. Do you see that as something that will be happening more and more in the future? So that's an interesting question. Um, and someone just recently asked me the same thing and, you know, it's given me time to actually give you a better answer, which is great. Um, so thank you out there for whoever asked me that. Um, I, I, I see it as a temporary bandaid. Um, I, I, streaming has obviously grown, you know, even before this hit and it's continue, it continues to grow and it will always be a thing. Um, for me, this is just temporary. I, I'm not trying to create a business model around this. I'm trying to create an opportunity to um, give someone a working space to show their art, whether that's the lighting tech um, or you know the sound engineer um, or the artist. So I'm giving them a hub, giving them a space, um, and then we're also hoping that we could do some fundraising. You know, they could shout out to you know, do a a text um, to donate for, you know, whichever organization they want to raise funds for, you know, that it's kind of the platform we've created and that's why, you know, also, you know, we have the space and we have the capability to do it. Um, The the initial um, startup of this was called social sanctuary. Um, And, you know, I have some really great companies involved in that. So, I, I don't see as long-term. I truly think we will get back to work. We're just put on pause. 
And when we hit the start button again, it's not going to be go, go, go immediately. But we will be back to work. And I honestly, I mean, look, this year was going to be the busiest year in the history of our industry. I know it was for me. And it already was. You know, we were up, I think, 27% in business as far as volume. And we were projecting much more than that. And looked at looking at all the book shows, you know, I, you know, it's apparent that's where it is. And our industry, you know, we're a trillion dollar industry. You know, we are such an important part of our economy. And and I, I think that one thing that is going to have to happen, um, I think we all need to st- stand up as an industry and make sure that um, the government officials are aware of that. We will cause issues globally if we're not taken care of. This industry has to work. We provide the foundation for so many things. And it, you know, it's, it's important that that is recognized. Based on the, the, what you're doing right now with EIR and the models and the different things that you're already implementing, are these options that, you know, it's you're presenting to, you know, our live nation brethren, AEG, you know, golden voice, you know, for the future. I was wondering if any of these things, you know, you're looking at as like, this may be the standard once we go back. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're, we're talking with, with all of those organizations. Um, they're so large that, it's kind of hard to to get everybody in one room or on one call, but you know we're doing our due diligence. We're talking to you know different studios and um, different corporations, AEG, Live Nation. You know, there's a lot of represent uh, representatives from all of those organizations that we're talking to. So this is definitely going to be something that we we plan to put in effect, you know, across the globe. Well, Joe, you've been great. And uh, obviously, you've given us a lot to think about. You're obviously doing a great deal uh, to to move the industry forward. And so much of what we're talking about these days is, is pretty heavy stuff. Um, but we definitely want to keep it light and end on a lighter note. Uh, I would love to hear, and, and it almost feels disingenuous to ask right now, but pretending like, you know, we have a thriving and healthy industry, or at least we will again soon. And, you know, remembering that this industry is all about fun and enjoyment and entertainment. I mean, we all love our jobs. Obviously, you love your job. Is there any highlight, any career moment, anything that's just humorous or brilliant or interesting uh, that you would like to tell us before we wrap here today? That is a tough question. Um you know, I get excited about, you know, a DJ wanting, you know, a really tricked out DJ stand um, that can fold up and he can take on a plane um, to, you know, we get a call and uh, you were doing the main stage at Coachella. You know, I, I get goosebumps, you know, when I, I first received that call where, you know, we are awarded that job because um, Coachella is, you know, one of the pinnacle events in our industry. Um, I'd say that there's not one. I think that's what I love about what we do. I I love the diversity and all the different 
um, opportunities we have to be creative and all the challenges. The challenge is what I love about what we do. And and that's what makes um, every every day I come into office, it's new, it's always different. And, you know, somehow I'm always like, oh my gosh, I, here we go. Here's something we've never done. Let me figure it out. So that for, that for me is the, the most special part of being in the entertainment industry. That's awesome. I, I, when I think of you, I always remember the um, Rihanna show when uh, it was, I think it was the iHeart and Shiner Auditorium in LA and uh, you were working on the helicopter gag. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. Hey, can you guys build a helicopter? <laughs> make the blade, blade, make the blade. Exactly. On a live yeah, stage. I do remember that. Yeah. With a 10 minute set change. Have yeah. fun with that. And time the blade. Perfectly. Yeah, exactly. That was a good one. That was really yeah. funny. But yeah, that turned out really nice. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I do remember Good. That. Yeah. No, cause that's what I always think of fondly. And that was, uh, that was quite a first for me. I'm, and I'm sure for many of us at that point. That that was some time ago, wasn't it? Well, you know, it, on paper, it's not that far ago, but it, it definitely um, made me think. I think it was like 2015, if that sounds about right. That sounds about yeah. right. And that was a great performance. Oh, man, she was incredible. Who was that? Killed it. You better give me my right. money. Right, bitch, better have my money, <laughs> which I think is perfect right now, because that's in our hustling spirit. We feel that very much right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, thanks, Joey. It's been great getting to know you. Yeah, you guys have been great. Um, a lot of tough questions. Um, hope I didn't ramble on. I could probably spend another couple hours talking to you guys. We'll save that for another episode. Yeah, I'm feeling like we should do this again. I, I want to hear more stories like this helicopter gag and what have you. I mean, to tease us with that again at the end, uh, I mean, again, kudos for you for maintaining focus on the here and now uh, when you've got stories like that in the in the canister uh, in the arsenal to, to save for the next time. We'll, we'll do a highlight reel, uh, again next time, but, uh, before we go, uh, are there any shout outs, parting shots, anything else you'd like to say? Any, any thank yous to anyone in particular in this industry? Um, you know, anything like that, that, that you, you feel like we should add before we conclude? Um, I mean, I just, you know, I'm very appreciative of everyone's support. Um, at Gallagher and EIR, my partners um, at EIR, and of course my father, um, Gallagher Staging. You know, it's been pretty amazing this last nine years. Um, this last month, I'd say, has it been a month, month and a half with EIR? It's been phenomenal to work with uh, the team, and um, we're starting to do great things. And all the vendors that have reached out, and everyone in our industry is kind of just. <laughs> said let's go let's do this and you know it's it's very very humbling so our i love our industry more than ever and and that's what i'm going to take away from this it, we we all are are pretty amazing people well thank you for that well thank you for being with us joey gallagher gallagher staging gallagherstaging.com and EIR.team for people who want to hear more about the entertainment industry response. That's EIR.team. We appreciate you being with us. We appreciate you being entrepreneurial. We appreciate you being a hustler and really bringing that spirit. That's what we are. That's what we represent. Those working class heroes, you are truly a working class hero. 
And uh, we're just going to keep hustling here at Hustle Like You Broke. We're going to keep doing everything we can to move this industry forward. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your contributions. To our listeners, if you have any questions for Joey or for the rest of us, hit us up on, on the gram. Hit us up with an email, info at hustlelikeyoubroke.com. Uh, talk to us. Tell us what you're thinking. We will keep coming back to you again and again. More guests to follow. Thank you very much and good night.